Today's Shira Mishnah Buriyomi is Daf Kuflamid Beis, Omid Beis. And we're in the middle of Simon Kuf Dalid, which tells us about the halachos of interrupting your Shmon Esrei. And we're at Sif Beis. And the Mechaber starts off and he says, Hayyam is Spalel Baderech. If a person is standing Shmon Esrei on the road, Uba Behema Okorun Kinegdo. And suddenly an animal comes towards him or a wagon comes towards him. He's standing in the middle of the road and he didn't expect him to come. And now he has to do something. So what should he do? Instead of talking, he should lift himself up, move to a place on the side of the road, but he shouldn't interrupt with talking. The Mishnah Brewer in Sukkot and Vav explains, this means to say, this is a danger if he were to stand still and not do anything, the animal or the wagon would run him over. However, since there is a way to not get hit by the wagon or the animal, just move yourself in the middle of the Shmanesri to the side of the road, therefore therefore you're not allowed to interrupt by talking, because the moving to the side of the road is a much less of an interruption than is talking. And therefore, also lahavsik bedibor. You're not allowed to interrupt by talking. Lo malish acher, not to tell another person there. Shiakid b'makel behema. Go hit your animal to make it turn to the side. Make the animal move, not me. So you're not allowed to say that. The legor b'balakorin to yell at the guy driving the wagon. Hey, get out of my way. Shelo yavo kinegdo that they shouldn't come and hit him. So. Rather than him talking and having somebody else move the cow or the animal or the wagon driver should move to the side by talking, it's preferable that he move to the side, even though he's moving in the middle of Ishmael Asrei. The Mechaber continues and he writes, Abu be'inyan acher, but one shouldn't take this lightly. Under other circumstances, when there is no danger to himself, he's not allowed to move in the middle of the Shemona Esrei. Unless he has already said the last brach of the Shemona Esrei, as we'll see, he said, as well, and now, if he's in this Tachanunim, which is the Elokai, so at this point he would be allowed to move if there is an appropriate reason to do so. Mishnah Brewer in Sivkot and Zayin explains in Simon Sadi, Siv Chavzayin, Shiny, there the halacha was different, which dear Shu footnote number 14 reminds us over there we learned that if a person is be'em tzatvilish menesrei, hisht in tinok besomuch elav, if a young child urinated while you're standing shmenesrei, and it's within the Daladamus of where you are, then you're allowed to pick yourself up and move away and continue your davening four Amos away from the urine. And he says as well, she if you're facing in the wrong direction in the shul and you realize it, you'd also be allowed to turn around and face in the right direction, even though you're in the middle of the Shmanesrei. Those cases are different because those in both situations you weren't allowed to or you needed to turn in a different direction in order to say the Shmanesrei. But otherwise, you wouldn't be allowed to go move in the middle of the Shmanesrei. Sivkot and Ches ain't lot says you're not allowed to move in the middle of Shmonesrei. The Yesh Ligor bechazonim, and therefore the Mishabur says, based upon the Psak of the Bach, that one should get angry and one should tell the Chazonim not to move. Shaokri bimakom biyom kipurin kishemagin el vaanachnu korim ubeseder avoda. When they go and reach up to that point where we all know the Chazonim bow down, many people have the custom they bow down as well. Vaanachnu korim. So on Yom Kippur, when the Chazon is bowing down, he has to make sure that he doesn't move his feet. Now, if he's standing right next to the bima, it's going to be almost impossible for him to bow down. So what the Chazonim used to do, apparently, was that many of them would move. So the Mishnah Bur is saying that one shouldn't do this. It's improper for Chazonim to do this. As we'll learn in Simon Tov Reish Chof Aleph. However, he says, what should they do? El Mamidim Loshtender, the Kami Minog in all shuls today is to follow this Mishnah Bur, that they put an additional shtender in between the Chazon and the bima. They can then remove that shtender 
Kanog, as is the custom, as I just mentioned, to put it in between the Chazan and the, sh- the Bima, so you have the Shtender there, and when he reaches the Maudim, and at this point, they move the Shtender away, he has room now to bow down, without having to move his feet. The issue footnote number 16 says, no, what happens if they didn't have a shtender over there? So he says you can rely upon the Taz, and the Taz brings down that this walking is technically not considered to have soccer, so if the Chazan did bend, bow down and move his feet, it would not be the end of the world. Again, once you only do this, bid the Yevid, the Chathila, once you follow the Minog that the Mishtabur brings down, as he points out, which is Nohog, which is the commonly accepted custom in Shul's. Siv Kotten Test, the Mishaburu writes down, if you're in the yellow Kai, it's all Shnimi Ra paragraph, the Osmuturim Hakiru Tsoch Mitzvah Kitsas. Then you're allowed to move, as long as there's some reason for doing so, a mitzvah kitsas, a little bit of a mitzvah. What's an example of this? The Mishaburu says, Kigon, Mashon and Noagi Mishlev Tibor, Shetekev Achar Chazor Satvila, Okiragla Vyoshi Vitachlim, Mimakomishinogim Loma Tachlim Yeshiva. He says, the custom of this example of this would be that the Chazan, after he finishes the Chazor Sashats, before he takes the three steps back, he goes and sits down for Tachlim, in places where they do sit down for Tachlim, and this is a custom in most shuls nowadays. Likewise, if it's a Monday or Thursday, he doesn't take three steps back, he goes up to the Bima and takes out the Sefer Torah. Even though he hasn't yet said Kaddish Tiskabel, the Kaddish says Tiskabel Tzloson, Kaddish Baruch Hu, please accept our Tzloson, our Tfilah, which is our Shemun Esrei, which is said after Ashri Volutzion. So he hasn't yet taken back the three steps, so he's still considered a little bit in the Shemun Esrei, and therefore this is considered an acceptable reason to move to go get the Sefer Torah. Or Okigon, Ma Damrin and Begumara Brabikiva, or what was said about Rabikiva in the Gumara, Shay Adam and Yicho Bizovazu, that he would dive in, in one corner, Umotso Bizovasakharis, and when he'd come back he'd see that he was in another corner, Mirov Krios Vishtachboyas, because of all the bowings and the shuckling that he did. Now when did he do this? He didn't do this in the middle of the Shmanasra, you're not allowed to. Hainu Bitachanunim Shalakatfilu. So the Mishabur says he obviously did this during the Yalokai, Nitzorlo Shinimiro, the Tachanunim the people say at the conclusion of the Shmanasra. However, if there is no reason for a person to move, even during the Tachanunim, he's not allowed to move. You don't move until you take the three steps back. That's the halacha, and it's brought down in the name of the Morgan Avram. Mishnabur then brings down the Olas HaTomud, who writes, After you said all the Tachanunim, but you haven't yet taken the three steps back, when you say, Afterwards, since you've really finished your Shemun Esrei, albeit you haven't taken the three steps back and said, Oseh Shalom, then you would be allowed to move your feet a little bit. For example, they gave you Pesicha. Let's say it's a day when you're saying, Ovinu Malkeinu, like a Tainis, or the Aseris Mechuva, and they ask you to do this, even though you're not done with Shemun Esrei, totally, but you really have finished all your Tachanunim, you just haven't taken the three steps back, you would be allowed to go and get Pesicha, because people consider that a Kavod. People consider this somewhat of a mitzvah, it's a keyboard, and therefore you can do it. However, you should say the second time, before you actually go and take out the Sefer Torah, move your feet. The issue footnote number 20 brings down in the name of Chaim Kanievsky Shlita that once you went to open up the Aron, you don't have to go back to your seat where you were standing Shemonesri and take the three steps back over there, but you can actually take the three steps back right over there where you're opening up the Aron. Now we go to Sif Kimmel. The Machaber writes, Even if you have a snake that's curled up around your akev, around your heel, 
Lo yafsik, you're not allowed to interrupt Yishman Esrei. We'll see in a moment what we're talking about. The Ramah adds, But you're allowed to move, and in doing so, the Nachash will fall off. It won't be attached still to your ankle, to your, to your heel. This would be permissible. He brings this down in the name of the Ri that we have in the Gemara Perikein Omdim. However, if you're dealing with a more dangerous animal, Aval Akra of a scorpion, posik, then you are allowed to interrupt Yishman Esrei, Lefishu Muad Yosel because the scorpion is a much more dangerous animal than a snake, and it is much more likely to injure you. And even a snake, if you see the snake is angry, and is preparing to go and damage you, then Posik, you would interrupt Yishman Esri as well. Mishnah Brewer explains more of this in Sivkot and Yud. And he writes, you're not allowed to interrupt when you don't think the snake is dangerous. We're talking here about interrupting by talking. Go and tell somebody, listen, I'm saying Shman Esri, I can't move. Please remove this snake from around my ankle, from my heel. That you're not allowed to do. The chayin kol asif zeh, the entire sif here. V'sha'ach hazeh, and the next sif that talk about interruptions. Shamaskir hefsek, mayri hakol ayide dibur. It's talking about interruption for talking. Avo ayide halicha muta, but to walk is considered permissible. Shalicha lo mikra hefsek, because technically walking is not considered a hefsek. Well, we don't do this unless you have a reason, even a slight reason over here, like there's the snake that's around your, your heel, even though it's not dangerous, that would be permissible to walk away, as the Ramah had said, but one would not be allowed to interrupt with talking if there is zero danger. You're only allowed to do this walking because there's some sort of a need to get rid of the snake. Albeit it's not dangerous, it's not but it's uncomfortable. And in Deutsche Foot number 21, he brings down from Yashiv who says that certainly a person can't have kavan if he has this snake around him, even if he knows it's not dangerous. So this would be permissible after even though you know for certain the Mishnah says there is no danger. But for no reason whatsoever, then taking a walk in the middle of the Shvanesri would be considered a hefsek, as we've already pointed out, as we've already pointed out earlier today's year in Sif Beis. The Mechaber then said, if you see the snake, however, is angry and is preparing to damage you, to hurt you, then you would be allowed to interrupt with talking. So Sif Kot Nyodalat, the Mishnah Bur explains, Here, even if it's not wrapped around your heel, you just see it coming towards you, but you see it's angry, it's hissing, and you're scared of it, so then, you see that the snake is coming towards you, post it, then you would be allowed to interrupt by asking somebody to please get that snake, take that snake away. But alternatively, it would be preferable if you can just walk away. You don't have to call somebody else to go take it away. You just walk away yourself. Then that would be preferable, Yitad, that you should walk away rather than interrupting with talking, as we've also explained, as we've explained already in Sifalaf. The Bir Halacha, the Chavetz Chaim, writes over there in Dibur Hamaskav Afilu Nachosh, he explains why a snake who wraps itself around his heel you're not allowed to interrupt the talk. He says, Hatan, Mishum because most of the time the snake is not going to bite you. He brings us down the name of the Rashi and the Rambam. However, if there's even the slightest risk that the snake will hurt you and kill you, then the snake has the halachic status of the akrov, the scorpion, which we've already said, one is allowed to do anything to interrupt his Esrei to get the scorpion away, so too would be if it was a dangerous snake. The issue footnote number 23 brings down that nowadays we're the Orach HaShulchan says we're not used to having snakes and scorpions necessarily, but we have other animals that may be a chashash, sakonis, nefashos, so the same Allah applies to all of those animals as well. Indeed, one would even be permitted to kill them on Shabbos. This applies to any animal that would be dangerous for a person.
Siftalad. The Mechaber writes, In raw shore bore connected, if you see an ox coming towards you, you're in the middle of Shemonesrei, posik, you're allowed to interrupt, i.e. interrupt by talking, to tell somebody to please take that shore away, or to help me get rid of that shore. Shemachikim mishor tam, because the halach is that even from a shore tam, which the Ramah explains, pirish tam, shenarogilahazik, it's a shore that is not known to do damage, hasn't damaged previously, and therefore, even from such a shore, you're allowed to distance yourself and ask somebody to help you to get the animal away from you. As the Mechaber says, Shemachikim mishor tam, chamishim amos, and you're allowed to go and distance yourself from such an animal that's a shore tam, a distance of 50 amos. So certainly you'd be allowed to interrupt and tell somebody to help you to get rid of the animal. In Mimuad, if this was a short Muad, the Ramah explains Pirush Shirogul an animal that is likely or has damaged already in the past, then Miloenov, you have to stay out of its eyesight. In other words, stay far away from it. If you can see it, that's still a danger for you. And one would be allowed to interrupt the Shmanesri with talking in order to facilitate getting away or having the animal taken away from such a person. The Mechaber continues and he says, However, if the oxen in this place are known, they're mafursum, they're well known not to go and damage people, then ain't opposite. Then you wouldn't be allowed to interrupt Yishmanesri. Again, you would be allowed to walk away, but you shouldn't interrupt with talking. The Mishnah in Sivkot Nud Beis writes, Vishor HaMesorus, an axe that is castrated, Afilu Menu Yodeya, here, if you're not certain that it doesn't damage, one can rely upon the fact that it doesn't damage at all. This is only true if this ox is not damaged at all. But if this castrated ox has in fact damaged posik, then you would be allowed to interrupt with talking in your Hazik. Even though most of the other shorim in that area which are castrated aren't damaging, but since this one is damaged, then you'd be allowed to interrupt your by talking. Sifhei. The Mechaber writes, Wherever you are allowed to interrupt with talking. Now, If you paused and interrupted your Shemun for an amount of time that you could have recited the entire Shemun from the beginning to the end, that's how the Mishnah Bur will explain this, independent of where you are. The amount of time that it takes you, three minutes, four minutes, five minutes, whatever time it takes you a person to say the entire Shemun for that individual person. So if he pauses long enough for that to have occurred, then Chozil Rosh, he has to go back to the beginning of the Shemun the Mechaber writes. Mishnah Bruin, Sivkot Nyud Gimel explains, This is true even if you paused without speaking. And this is true even if it was in between the brachas. You just finished and before you start the next bracha, you pause for a long enough period of time that you could have said the entire Shemun from start to finish, so that's considered a hafsaka that you have to go back to the beginning of the Shemun how do we define the entire? This is true even if you're at the very end of the tefillah. You're in the last bracha of a And now, if you'd stop for 20 seconds, you'd be able to finish one essay. That's not what we're talking about. Even here, we estimate how long it takes this person who's standing here, how long it takes him to say from the beginning of the Shemoneswe until the Sof, until the end of the Shemoneswe. This should put in number 27 and says that Sof means until the end of Hamavarech Esmeri Zohar Shalom, without saying Elokai Nitzolush Nimirah. Furthermore, if there are additions that are added to the Shemun various piyutim, they don't count as well according to the Shari Tshuva. But you just estimate with the regular Shemun how long it takes that person to say it from the very beginning till the end, and that amount of time, if you pause long enough for that, then you have to repeat the Shemun go back to the beginning. The issue footnote number 26 brings down that if you pause multiple times but restarted, we don't combine all of those separate pauses. It's only one continuous pause that if it's long enough to have said the entire Shemun counts as a significant hafsaka.
Mishnah Bura in Sifkat and Tezvav writes, you have to go back to the beginning. The Mishnah Bura says, if you didn't go back to the beginning, if you just went back to the place where you stopped, and then you finish the Shemun Esrei, that doesn't count. He brings down for the Prichadosh, that in this situation, you weren't Yotze, you have to repeat the entire Shemun Esrei. This is true, this is when you were under total extenuating circumstances, it was a total accident. I will own this list him, but if it was armed robbers, or anything like this, which we've already mentioned previously, then you would be Yotze if you didn't repeat the entire Shemun Esrei, even though you paused long enough. Because here already there is an opinion, a Yeshomrim, who are more lenient, who say, that this is not considered an accident. An accident is something where you're not permitted to say the Shemun Esrei. Here you are permitted to say Shemun Esrei, you just chose not to because you were afraid of the armed robbers. So this is not, according to all the Potskim, the Mokim Giborim specifically, a requirement that you repeat the entire Shemun Esrei, and therefore, if you didn't, Bidiyavid, you could rely upon this opinion. Sifkat and Tezayin, you have to go back to the beginning. The Mishnah says, that which we go and follow, the Sak of the Ramah that we had already mentioned in Sima Samachay, which is in regards to Kriyashma, Gabi Kriyashma, Kedas Haposkim, the Enuchos of the Roshi, don't have to go back to the beginning. Kiim that's only for an absolute true onus that you weren't allowed to say the Shema in that place. So to over here, Huadin Betvila, Nami Hadin Kain. So to over here, the Mishnah Bura says that the Ramah would hold over here too, the same halacha. However, he says, Ach yesh omrim, there are those that say, in regards to the scorpion or the ox that's coming towards you, or that you interrupt because of armed robbers, that is considered an onus, not like we just said, that that's not considered a real onus. The Ba'i says, since you really weren't able to do the davening during this time, you were scared of them, and that's considered that you couldn't do the davening, and therefore, this opinion would say, you do have to go back to the beginning. Others then say, however, that it's not called an onus. No, as I already said, there are opinions that say that only called an ones if you are halachically not able to go and say the Shemun Esrei. For example, that you weren't able to say the Shemun Esrei at that point in time, or the place that you were standing, you weren't able to say the Shemun Esrei. Masha'en came by ones acher, as opposed to armed robbers, that's not considered the same type of ones. How do we paskin, v'chriya mogin avram, v'yod habe achronim, v'betvila ones acher, nami nikri ones. We paskin over here that any type of an ones is considered an ones. V'yachad yesh mi arishonim shesovrim, v'betvila imshor ligmor eskula, afilu b'li ones klal chosel arosh. And this is because there are opinions that say even without an ones, if you just stop for whatever the reason to say Yishman Esrei, and you pause long enough to say the entire Yishman Esrei, even without an ones, there are opinions that say you have to go back to the beginning. So certainly if there was any ones, you have to go back to the beginning. However, by Kriya Shema, the din is different. There, we only go if the person is incapable of saying it or the place was incapable of saying it. Finally, Dirshu footnote number 24 brings down in the name of Chaim Kanievsky that if a person, however, is stopping the Shemunesre in order to have better kavana, in order to concentrate and think about what he's saying, that is certainly permissible according to everybody. And that concludes today's shir.